and welcome to In Conversation, a podcast series from luxury shopping destination Matches Fashion. Hosted and produced by me, Danielle Radoichin, it brings together two creative minds to discuss friendship, process, and collaboration. The actor Amari Douglas had his breakout role in the hit Channel 4 TV show, It's a Sin, playing Roscoe Babatunde. He followed that up by appearing alongside Russell Tovey in a production of Constellations, then wowed audiences with his performance in the award-winning production of Cabaret in the West End. Rose Ford is Amari's friend and collaborator. A stylist who hailed from Manchester, she has become acclaimed for her fresh approach to red carpet dressing, which draws on a wide range of cultural references to dress the likes of Chouettel Ejiofor, Matt Smith and Jesse Buckley. She's also contributed to GQ, Luomo Vogue and Vanity Fair and worked with female-focused gallery Cobb and Freeze Art Fair. We met at Five Colos Place, the Matches Fashion Townhouse in Mayfair, to hear about Rose and Amari's friendship and what inspires their work together. This recording is part of a wider project you guys are doing with Matches Fashion, which I want to hear all about and hear you speaking to each other about. I thought a nice place to start would be to hear about how you guys met, the nature of your relationship, what brought you together. Well, I feel like envy, like every good modern romance, we started by an online relationship, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd watched Amari in It's Sin, like many other people, and was so kind of blown away by his work and his um, presence in the show and um, was like, I need to find out more about this guy and um, had a look on online, had a look on your Instagram, did a bit of kind of stalking, <laughs> let's say, and then um, and then kind of, you know, was just having, you know, trying to uncover a bit more about you as a person, really. and. Mm-hmm. And then I think I reached out and was yeah. like, I love your work. Um, and then we just started talking from there, really. Yeah. I left drama school like seven years ago. And so It's a Sim was the first job that I'd done that sort of like, uh, it, it changed the trajectory in terms of what I was having to do publicly. So, you know, the the, the whole sort of structure of publicity and sort of going to events and things and doing press and that kind of thing was so new to me um and you know I we we had like a formal like link to each other via Mm. via Vic but um we had this meeting on Zoom um and I was kind of like floating in between London and Wolverhampton at the time and I was at a friend's house and we had this Zoom and I just remember like absolutely like splurging to you because I was just I was really excited by the prospect just because like you know I'd already heard like amazing things at this point and you know just being able to meet and talk and I, I it was really instantaneous I think just mm. the, the the sort of like understanding of kind of well not necessarily of each other because I think we're still learning that now but just the instinct of going like I think this is a collaboration that's yeah. that that that's going to work because I think we just sort of had a similar perspective on how we wanted to approach what what we were going to do um particularly because you know I think the 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 notion of sort of like actors and creatives like having to get dressed up for things I think there's a world where you know people can think of it as quite transactional but I think what you know working with Rose has been is sort of uh, 
every time we do something together it feels like a you know any event that we have to do feels like a mini project so mm, yeah for sure and I remember that that first zoom because um your so Amari's publicist who's who was another link that we had apart from online obsessions um we basically set up the zoom and it you know it's in that kind of lockdown yeah. time so it's so weird not to meet people like in the flesh and not get that kind of exchange of energy. I remember doing that Zoom and saying to my husband, I'm just gonna do Zoom with, you know, potential new client. I'll be like 20 minutes and like two hours later, <laughs> we were still on Zoom yeah. chatting and talking about so many things from like, and not necessarily clothes. We were just talking about everything, weren't mm. we? And, and, you know, kind of like, talking very openly and very creatively about everything from, you know, kind of our politics, like where we stood on everything. And yeah, I remember after thinking, gosh, well, I hope like for two, you know, nearly two hours a year, I was like, I hope he actually likes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of these things that you were meeting, that were a meeting of minds for you guys? Can you remember some of the specific references? I think there was a lot about I thought it was almost like the kind of, I suppose, philosophy and, and, and like around kind of the thing of getting dressed, wasn't it really? Yeah, definitely. And uh, the, the thing that I remember specifically is the, the way you approach this like creative process, because kind of up until that point, my experience of it was very sort of like, you know, and, and I, at this at this time, it was so busy and there was so much happening, you know, like that, that It's a Sin had sort of, the, the, the sort of press trail of that show lasted for over a year, but it essentially, and, and to a degree is kind of like still happening now. So I was so kind of like hit up in the, in the frenzy of all of that. And as far as sort of like having to wear stuff for events was going, it felt quite transactional. It was just sort of like, this is the brand and you know you put on the things and I think the thing that made me instantly go oh my god I love this was the fact that like you know I spoke about where I'd come from and I was talking about sort of you know it, it, my heritage and that kind of thing and and Rose absolutely was saying you know I am approaching it from a really sort of like personal artistic angle and that just really sort of spoke to me because then it sort of it, it it's allowed me to sort of I've been sort of discovering who I am like through this process and sort of like being able to have autonomy about like the way that I want to present myself in that way. And I think that's really important. And I think this has been a way of like exploring that and and like nurturing that part of myself mm. and creatively. I was gonna, I think one of the things we both agreed on, which I was really excited about as well, was the idea of going quite slow with it mm. and developing it and allowing it to develop. Because there is, you know, as Amari said, sometimes this, this process can feel quite transactional and there's sometimes this desire for for people in the, the, the public persona just to take fashion and wear it, wear it, wear it, mm. and not actually become that connected with what they're wearing. So, um, you know, from my point of view, I was really excited that Amari wasn't coming at it like that. He wanted to take it slow and really develop it and make sure that everything, every choice was like considered, yeah. basically. But I think 
too that you have sort of like been able to like steer me in that direction too and like keep me on that path and like really focus me on, in that direction because as you said like there's this sort of I think we're living in an age where now where we're so I think because the the entertainment world and commercially like there's so much crossover and that there is this and because of Instagram there's this like real sort of like it feels like that there's this desire to just be sort of like attached to sort of like the commercialization mm. of like these sort of the luxury of it all and actually like the 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 journey that we've been on has been so um rewarding because it has been sort of like taking it step by step and really kind of like honing in on the sort of like well, why are we going down this route? Mm. Like, why are we going to wear this? Like, what does this say to us? And what am I trying to say about myself? Totally. There's always like a little philosophy that, you know, I always, we always talk about that I try and kind of embed in my work as a stylist and especially a stylist who works with talent that it's very easy to wear fashion and it's not that easy to develop and present a style. Yeah. You know, and it has to come from a very personal point of view. And then hopefully I can work with you then to then tease that out. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Let's talk about the shoot that you've <laughs> been doing. And all these things that you've been talking about, how did you bring those things to bear in the shoot that you did for Matches Fashion? This week, I think you've been working on it. Yeah. Well, we were shooting at um, Spring Studios mm -hmm. in Northwest London. And the I guess the springboard into sort of the, the 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 shoot itself and the concept is we were talking about how do we deconstruct our process a little bit and like what we do and sort of shine a light on the on the like creative investment that goes into us actually like working together mm -hmm. on something because I feel like that's another thing about like what I feel like that I've been getting from sort of working with Rose is that it like it genuinely does feel like another creative outlet for me like it feels like I'm investing creative energy into that and you know as an artist like you want to feel like that you're being served from all avenues of your life and that it's not just you know like you know acting and performing that's just sort of flexing one muscle and like this is this is I feel like I'm developing another so I think mm. the concept of getting into this was sort of to like illuminate that that relationship and sort of um, how, how that, uh, how it all plays out. So in terms of the shoot, we had a set which was, um, we created a studio space. We created two studio spaces, didn't we? Yeah, totally. It was kind of very, we were actually going to shoot at my studio, yeah. but then we decided that <laughs> maybe with the, the, all the crew, we couldn't. So we kind of, in a very kind of weird, kind of meta world, we actually created a I suppose my studio mm -hmm. in in the space to show how we what we do and how we work and how we how we kind of like discuss and actually everything we did on set is what we do yeah you know we talk through references we we talk through and the and we talk through moments in in you know popular culture we talk through art we talk through to reach a place that then feels like it's it's um encapsulated in the, in the look that we put together. Um, Rose, do you want to share some of the specific examples of we, any we of the references? So, There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. These were some, we've got some printouts yeah. of some of the stuff that we pulled together. Well, Mari and I can both kind yeah. of talk them through. But 
It's um, also probably the most like tangible sort of example of us having references because normally we're just constantly sending WhatsApps and Constant, Instagrams yeah, to each other, yeah, aren't we? Totally. When we'll be like, yeah, I find myself like away with my husband and he's like, who are you texting? I'm like, I'm just sending Amari a picture of like this I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so this actually is quite nice. It is a bit more kind of not just all in our kind of head and yeah. the, and the um, telecommunication ethos. But um, so we've got like, um, I suppose one of the things that we talk about a lot is the idea of like, um, and a, and a reference point for both of us is quite like um, the everyman we talk about. We talk about kind of like um, things from both of our kind of um, upbringings. Amari in Wolverhampton, me in Manchester. You know, I come from Irish family. You come from a Jamaican family. Those communities were actually very well, um, well integrated and very connected. Um, in these towns, in, in these yeah. cities, sorry. Um, and we so we kind of always find ourselves quite kind of drawn to like quite um, people who have style from like very much everyday circumstances. Yeah. So um, so there's this uh, project, which is the um, self-portrait project. Yeah. The Handsworth. Handsworth self-portrait project. Yeah, I sort of, I feel like I stumbled across this project a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was the brainchild of like three, three separate photographers mm. who were based in Birmingham and they set up this self-portrait studio um, and you're sort of seeing in the collection of images that they sort of gathered over that. I'm not actually sure like sort of how long a period of time the, 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 the sort of the project spanned over. Um, but sometime in the se- sometime in the seventies, wasn't mm. it? And it's just fascinating seeing the um, as Rose was saying, like these ordinary everyday people um, from 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 really sort of like distinctive communities, like the sort of uh, South Asian community and the Afro Caribbean community. Um, and they're just so like the thing that I find really striking about the images is just sort of how um, uh, they're so um, there's not any sort of like self-consciousness they're so confident in sort of like being themselves in these images and they just like exude this like amazing the way that they're posing doesn't feel it feels so authentic Mm. Um, and you know the, the 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 way that they've put put themselves together doesn't feel like it's like they're able to sort of like create their own luxury out of their their sort of like their everyday clothes which i find really really fascinating and i guess there's sort of like a yearning to sort of like lean into that sort of like really authentic style mm-hmm. that clearly comes from a place of um heritage and family and home I think as well what we we I think we both love that kind of seventies era as well. I know it's really important to you, to you particularly. Yeah. I know that you you always kind of go back to that as a as a source. But I think what what's so beautiful about these collection of portraits is that everybody has got a completely unique style, mm-hmm. and they completely own it. So they might not be from the most kind of like affluent backgrounds, but they look so kind of rich in their in, in their kind of confidence and the way that they've put the clothes together, it's really kind of incredible actually, like yeah. how 
there's so many people from like you said from such cross section mm-hmm. that have been photographed for this project and I can't say that there's one where I'm not like oh my god wow look at that shirt or look at that piece yeah. of knitwear or because it's just so brilliantly put together and like you suddenly start thinking about like sort of the resources that those kind of communities have yeah. and the fact that like you know they're you know what their their wardrobes are probably things are made up of probably staples that they've had for maybe like a long time or stuff that they're really having to hold on to and that you know like that in itself like makes me think about sort of like how I sort of have put my own wardrobe together and sort of like really trying to be resourceful like I was literally at home the other day I was saying to you like I sort of I came back from Wolverhampton the other day with like one of my mom's old jackets um and I love it and I think it's that sort of like um sentiment yeah sentiment yeah. yeah so taking those reference points how do you how did you then go about building on that with brands or fashion labels how do you then go about deciding which labels correspond to those themes that you're that you're pulling out from these images well I think I think some of the I think now especially we've got this kind of real like rise of lots of different um different brands and designers especially in the uk and and europe who seem to share same philosophy so um we'll often kind of work with those brands and champion them or or just because the ethos is so kind of connected like how we're coming And then who, I th- who are some of those brands? Well, brands like Wells Bonner and mm. World. Wells Bonner is a constant, isn't it, really, yeah. that we go back to? It's definitely a bit of a staple for us now, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. even like brands like Bode, where they've obviously invested so much into their fabric and it comes from this this idea of reuse, basically. And um, and you can see it in the quality, you um, know. So, um, and by Waleed as well. By Waleed, yeah. totally, yeah. Um, and I think it is that real appreciation of things that should be built to last or mended or, you know, or, um, and these kind of cultural reference points. But even when you're, you know, moving into kind of the luxuries, um, you know, we, um, Husband Paris, which is a brand that we, we love, love. <laughs> is um, a um, Frisian brand who we've worked with before and I remember like sneaking their samples over the on the Eurostar not so long ago thinking I'm sure I'm supposed to be declaring these now but um, (laughs) (laughs) just bundling them onto the train but um, they you know they have a very even though they're you know they're in Paris it's a different point of view to some of the things we've talked about here but you can see that they've concentrated on the silhouette and they've got the, and the fabric and they know where they're coming from and it comes from that same very seven, that 70s era and it's very much what like Parisians were wearing on the street in the 70s and they don't try and kind of reinvent the wheel they just do really beautiful tailoring with a very kind of strong conviction to the silhouettes so. yeah and I feel like I feel like too too that especially from the the, the direction that I feel like and the path that like Rose has taken me on is is that like there is so much strength in simplicity and I think it's really easy for the eye to be drawn to the sort of like the grand and the opulent I think we're in that age now aren't we where that is sort of like that tends to be the thing that kind of um gets platformed quite quickly or it's what the eye's drawn to and I think 
by sort of like having these references that we go back to constantly, I think it sort of allows you to really see the opulence in just like the ordinary and the really simple and the sort of the, um, the yeah, the, these sort of like things that feel just really rooted in sort of like gra grassroots culture, you know, mm. we, we talk about quite a lot. Um, so that it feels, it feels like that it's coming from a place of like honesty and authenticity as opposed to just sort of like presentation for the sake of presentation. Mm. That's so interesting. What, can you talk about a favorite look from the shoot that you wore that sort of represented that to you where you felt like, yeah. yes, nailed it? Well, we- um, I we don't were... know what your favorite was. Oh, actually. I I'm yeah. excited to hear. Well, I loved the, I think on like- reflection. On reflection. I think there's this thing that we feel like that ends up happening quite a lot with what we do is that we sort of like have these like really spontaneous moments of just sort of like unexpected sort of like moments of going like, oh my God, like we didn't think we could go in this direction, but we have, but we had the, um, uh, so Mar we were working with Marcia Lee, um, who was doing my grooming yesterday and sort of like in between sort of like having to change outfits because she'd done my hair so, so so beautifully we we were sort of having to put a do-rag on to sort of protect uh, my hair every time I was taking clothes on and off and we had a look which was what did we wear under that sort of like Wales. that Saint Laurent yeah the was it was it the whales I can't remember yeah whales bonnet the, the kind of a tank and um oh yeah it was a it was the adidas whales bonnet tank and then those amazing sort of like tan sort of like stone colored flares mm. um which we did with the trainers and then we had this like saint laurent um uh what, what do you call those jackets like the, a shearling yeah like yeah. a shearling jacket over the top of it and we kept the do-rag on and it just sort of felt really um, we had lots of sort of like 70s, like 80s references in these pictures and it felt like proper kind of like streetwear yeah. of that time. Yeah. And there's the, the, like a real like power and like energy in it. Um, it Cause it kind of felt like a route that we'd sort of kind of not really been down before. It, it was a real kind of like, um, I think cause, cause there's, there's obviously there's two kind of photographers that we've talked about a lot. There's a, Crystal Perkins, mm -hmm. who, did, who Amari sent me some um, some references quite a lot, quite a while ago yeah. now, but we go back to it quite a lot, don't we? And he shot, um, is it kind of 60s, 70s? It was like late 60s, early 70s. It was sort of like post kind of like Enoch Powell, like doing the Rivers of Blood speech. And it's these, again, it's like, against the backdrop of this sort of like, you're sort of heading to sort of like post-industrial Wolverhampton, um, quite sort of like poor communities, but people kind of like really clubbing together. So you've got like pictures of sort of like, like integrate in, like integrated communities like South Asian kids, Afro-Caribbean kids like playing in playgrounds and then they go into like community centers and there's, mm. this, there's, there's two images that I love. There's one portrait of a guy with dreads and it's just the most beautiful, powerful image and he's kind of like caught him almost in a side profile. And then there's also a picture of these women in a club dancing and just like it's the energy and like the way that they're like the movement in the clothes and they're just such, they just feel like everyday wardrobe staples. It doesn't feel like that they've like had to go out of their way to like buy really expensive things. It's just the way that they're carrying themselves mm. and like, 
Yeah. I think in that look yesterday, it definitely had that vibe of something that would be kind of in that scene. Yeah. From that, those kind of, that Jamaican youth club it, mm. it was that he kind of went and photographed and it definitely had that vibe to it. Yeah. In it, so, yeah, it was really, and then we did a little bit more kind of like, we had this little moment of like New York, Oh, with the le- the leather, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like, we there's these um, but yeah, a few like maybe a year ago, Rose showed me these um Sunil Gupta images, these brilliant, really beautiful um like kind of just observational images of just sort of like um queer queer men um in is it were they all shot in New York? It was all in New York. Yeah, yeah, and the kind of the. He kind of picks up the subcultures, doesn't he? Yeah. So you've got like the leather daddies and they're all just walking down the street. And we sort of, we had the, um, we had this like Molly Goddard shirt with the with these leather pants and yeah. these sort of like leather mules. <laughs> and it felt like a really gentle nod to kind of that. It wasn't until we looked at the image and you went, <laughs> we're kind of like leaning into that a little bit, aren't we? And yeah. again, it sort of felt like, I said to you yesterday, it kind of felt like a sort of world that we hadn't really touched on. Like that, that as a material, yeah. Yeah. you know, we've not really done much of that before. For sure. Because I suppose we have all these references and you just never know when they're going to come into play, really. If you'd like to hear more Creatives in Conversation, head to your podcast app and search for Matches Fashion where you can subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends. You can find out more about everyone featured in these episodes at matchesfashion.com, and you can join the conversation on social at Matches Fashion. Until next time, I'm Danielle Radoichin. This has been In Conversation. Thanks for joining us.